Welcome to Chicken Dinner, folks, with Sluffy and Wolf. We're here to talk about Player Known's Battlegrounds. In our journey, we take after the jump. I'm Wolf. And I'm Sluffy. And this week, we've got a lot of fun stuff for you guys. We're going to be talking about some tournaments that happened over the course of the last week and a half. We're going to be talking about how the patch that dropped has uh, been playing for everybody. We're going to talk about, obviously, suggestions. We're going to do loadout and loot spots. And our big segment this week is going to be about custom games because recently me and Wolfie both have got to uh, dabble in hosting some custom games and try it out for ourselves and with our friends. And we've got a lot to talk about. But first, uh, we want to jump into some esports and some tournaments. Um, Wolfie, did you get to watch any or play in any of the recent tournaments? Yeah, as we talked about before, I got to play in a Paku's tournament. Um, it was the first tournament that was held as far as that I know, publicly, versus the charity event that they kind of had um, from PUBG, which is pretty cool. So playing in it was, it was kind of cool to see how things might work in the future and get a just perspective of what, we, what we're what looking at here. Um, it was awesome. The biggest thing, though, it was, it was pretty laggy uh, on the custom servers that we, we were playing on, which kind of took the tournament back a little bit. But for first experience, it was awesome. We ended up placing ninth. I think we tied three ways with another two other teams. But overall, it was I mean, it was good. It was fun. It was you know, competition. So the gameplay was a little bit different than what you're used to seeing in, in regular just squad gameplay. But it was definitely a great experience. Um, did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched uh, a lot of it from a Paku stream and then um, some of it from the first-person views of you and a few other people. And it was really cool tournament. Definitely was surprised with the amount of kind of, I guess we'll call it camping, for lack of a less derogatory word, but it seemed a uh, huge camp fest. There were times when the last two circles had 60 people alive still, if that gives you any idea. And you obviously were playing this, so it seemed a little RNG on the fact that whoever got the buildings that happened to continue to be in the circle or have good cover to move out of. Um, we're going to kind of win the games. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's part of the reason it was laggy is, you know, when you're getting to those final circles and you still have 60 people alive, that's a lot of people in a very tight area. So, and then all of them moving and, and firefights going on, it, it just causes a server to have a lot more load than what it's, it's typically used to. So there was a lot of camping. It is competitive play, so people, you know, the biggest winning point is winning. So everybody wants to get that, that chicken dinner in those events, and it makes everybody change their whole game style than what they kind of typically are used to because of everybody's going for that chicken dinner even more so because people are watching them, um, and there's points other than just kind of standings holding you to it. And you and me have talked about this a few times, like how could they promote a more active play style because we think it's going to be, or I think it's going to be more entertaining for the esports viewer. Um, you know, are there any ideas you think that could promote, you know, people? Because in the actual game on the ladder, we have kill rating and win rating. So, you know, it matters whether you're winning and it matters whether you're killing people. The game creators said for esports they want winning to be the number one thing, but that promotes this play style. So I think, you know, promoting or kind of incentivizing kills in some way, maybe not, you know, it's the be-all and end-all, 
but you know giving some kind of system for kills to matter could promote um more aggressiveness we could see more fights before the last two circles yeah again this was the the first tournament that was held so the scoring system was a little bit different it is a it was a lower scoring system so when you weren't getting that many points so throwing kills into the mix would have thrown way too much out cuz you could get you know your squad could get 25 kills and that was what you'd get for first place well, now you just doubled anybody's points um, for getting first and 25 kills combined. So that's you, you have to give more points for a win, such as start off maybe at 100 points, and it kind of goes down and then give one point per kill. So if you finish second and you got um, 20 kills throughout your squad, yeah, that could push you very close to um, beating out first place because you, you did more work in a small sense than uh, first place did. But maybe make a cap so you can't pass the the team yep. above you with kills um, by pushing you past it, even though you did do that work. Uh, there's different mechanics that you can do, and I think they could also um, change the circle speed. I, I talked about this before, but I think it it's a huge mechanic that if you're forcing people to move sooner than what they're used to, you're going to get more engagements. You know, if we're if everybody has all this time, there's going to be more people knocked out in those further circles because they have to move right away. So everybody's either trying to push to the center or even whether they're pushing the gas, they're moving a lot faster. And I think it will make it a lot more interesting for people to watch. You're going to get more engagements out of it. Yeah, and it'll be really good to see all the other upcoming tournaments. Um, I, Panky has said a few times that he released quite a few uh, custom game accounts for people that are wanting to host tournaments. So I think we're going to see a lot pop up. And since we're in early access, I think people should play around with different scoring systems and different circle speeds, maybe even um, maps where just the ARs or times three so we know every squad has the guns they want to fight. That could take away a little bit from the game as we know it, more of a survival adaption game. But I think that all these new tournaments should just play around with the rules and see what's the most enjoyable and the, the most approachable as a viewer. Well, I think especially for that, Adding the times three to the at least ARs, maybe not snipers, but ARs, it's going to give that RNG kind of factor or even like gear in itself where everybody is kind of kitted um, because it still now comes down to the skill of the gunplay because everybody should have the same gear and you should be able to defend yourself. You're not worried about dropping down um, somewhere and not finding really anything. You can't really blame it on, well, I didn't, I didn't find the right gear. Um, everybody levels the playing field out more um, to make it more of an eSport where it's a level playing field rather than just RNG um, and cursing the gods of RNG when you don't get anything. So I think that could be a huge factor in it as well. Yeah, and just kind of moving on, big shout-out to Blue Hole um, this week with another great update and patch that finally dropped. Um, also just their ability to kind of stay with the community and talk to us about fixes, bugs, you know, anytime there's crashes, they're trying to fix it. Um, but just kind of talking about <clears throat> the patch that dropped, what do you think about all the new additions to the game? Um, yeah, I think some of the patch changes that they made for that monthly patch were, were pretty good. There were some, some of the issues that they had, um, the aiming fix was amazing. Now, um, with the weapon tweaks combined with that, 
Like using the SKS has is changed completely for me. I used to never pick the gun up. I'd give it away. You couldn't make me carry it for anybody because I didn't even want to touch it. Now it's a viable weapon. Uh, and the VSS getting added was was pretty sweet. I do like it. It's always been one of my favorite weapons in other games. And even in this one, even though the the rounds are a little bit slower, it's it's really fun. It takes a whole new level to the game because it's already suppressed. You don't need to find a suppressor for it. Yeah, it does a little bit less damage, but you usually throw in five rounds before they have even either targeted you or get out of or into cover. Yeah, I know. I've been seeing how good I can do backflips on the bike pretty much any time I get one and there's a hill in front of me. Definitely died a few times too, but it's pretty cool being able to uh do some motocross on the game now. VSS, not super stoked on it. I'm definitely not really used to a gun that has that kind of like bullet drop mechanic. So if I get it more, maybe I'll try to practice with it. But right now, it's just not a viable gun for me. It's not working for me. But I think some people are liking it. Yeah, uh, it's it's a definite learning curve because it's unlike anything else in the game that we've seen. And if if you can get good with it, it's it's a great weapon, especially during end game if you're in a bush or something like that. It's going to conceal you a lot more because it's the quietest gun by far. And I saw this great clip of a guy that had the extended mag attachment on it, and he was in a pretty small circle, and he had taken one or two guys out. It took a few shots, but he had really good aim, took him out, and then someone pushed him. So they either saw him or the flash or something, and then he just went into uh, fire from the hip mode, dropped it into full auto, and dropped this guy like it was an SMG. So this is a pretty cool... Uh, transition from sniper to close range gun and he made it work and I was impressed. Yeah, it uh it's it's something and they may do some tweaks to it um to kind of make it more of a, a wanted gun because I know a lot of people don't like picking it up um with their custom games that we're going to talk about. I've I picked it up a lot. Um, practiced with it and I think it, it's pretty fun. Um let's see. And then as far as the bike controls that they've added and, and be able to do the flips on them, it's pretty, pretty fun to do. I've, I've killed myself a few times in it when I'm in a solo game, just messing around, trying to have some fun uh, or custom games. We'll just mess around on them. I saw a Reddit post <laughs> of a guy just looking off in the distance and he just sees a guy in South George go up over the hill and land on top of the hospital and do a backflip. Just the title is Travis Pastrana and it was, it's pretty funny to see that because <laughs> just out of nowhere you see this guy come ripping through and do a backflip um, in the middle of a combat situation. So it's just just silly. And just uh, real quick because we kind of blew by it, but was there uh, some tournaments that you wanted to talk about that were coming up? Yeah, I just there's one thing that's kind of going on. Um, PUBG Online is hosting this um, showdown tournament series, which is pretty cool. Um, they just finished their first week with it, I believe it was. Um, Got actually a lot of traction. I know a lot of sponsors are, are looking at it, um, and, and some teams have formed because of this tournament. Um, but they, the way they do it is they do weekly qualifiers where you qualify Monday through Wednesday, and then for tournaments that are coming up through PUBG Online, you'll get selected depending on how you placed to get get into these tournaments for for other prizes and things like that. So um, it's had a lot of a lot of traction. I know pretty much every one of our friends are playing in it. Um, or forming teams, or talking about it, and it's it's getting pretty big. So it's exciting to see something that um, community based and driven already that's happening right now. 
And these games, uh, as far as we know right now, are just rocking the normal rule set. As far as I know, I have not looked into the exact rules of any gameplay setting tweaks that they have made. Um, at least I didn't see any, nobody said anything. Still a lot of camp- camping in those, but it's, it well, seems maybe. to be aggressive. I think that's kind of cool because if we've had a lot of camping in the tournaments the last two weeks, maybe some teams are going to start to say, hey, we need to change up our strategy because everyone's camping and, and there's going to be something else that's going to win. Maybe we're going to see some more aggression this week. I know uh, some people in the, the qualifiers last week did go pretty aggressive. We saw a couple top teams finishing with a lot of kills. So maybe we're going to start see to see some meta shifts in in the esports as as teams get used to playing competitively. Definitely, I don't. Know. I'm pretty excited to see again, um, but I do have some other kind of suggestions and things. I know we had talked about a few things in the in the past, and, and as we read Reddit, we've come across these suggestions. So um, one thing that I thought would be kind of cool is a outfit and lobby change. So this kind of more comes into play where you're in the new maps have came out. Maybe you can, in the lobby, you can maybe go into one of the hangers and like open a locker and it brings you to your inventory. Say you forgot to change into your coat or something else um, and you want to change out your outfit, you can. It's something small, but I think it'd be pretty cool to add it in in the waiting lobby. Um, So like if you're heading into, you know, say the desert map, you can change out what clothes you have on, put on some khaki pants versus the like grayish camo. Uh, just something small, but I thought it'd be kind of cool. Yeah, and I saw this on Reddit actually, but I'd love to see um, insert key, put a marker on your exact location. This is going to come wow. in handy, especially early game if you're looting with a squad and someone comes across that level two helmet or armor a few buildings over, you can just hit insert market, let them know and move on. Just makes it a little more tactical, a little faster for the person that found the item to get away and to let the teammates know where it is. This could also um, be really useful in later game fights to kind of mark uh, pathings and, and certain things like that. Like, you know, just hit insert where you took cover, where you were taking shots from, things like that. Yeah, I think that would, would be nice, um, especially for like picking up weapons when you find something somebody else wants and you, you can't really pick it up for them. So that insert button would just, versus opening the map and that's taking extra time that you don't really need to do. Um, just dropping that, that button would be pretty, pretty nice. Uh, another thing with that kind of button and map, um, gameplay, if you will, is adding a button for crosshair marking. So I'm looking at a tree 300 yards out or even 100 yards out and I see a guy or I'm taking fire from a guy, I can peek, press a button, and now I've marked where he is. So my teammate, you know, 50 meters to my right, now sees that red marker. I can say, hey, he's on red. He can look exactly on his compass where the red marker is and and at least get a ballpark where the guy is. Um, Because when you're, you know, in a firefight and I'm looking and I'm at 30 degrees, it's going to be different for the person next to me. And I know we had kind of talked about this before with, um, implementing some sort of like compass focus where um, wherever your teammates are looking, it shows you what degree they're looking at. So you can kind of help or what angle would be um, appropriate to tell them um, that you're looking at. So if I'm looking at 30 on next to their name, it will say they're looking at 45 um, or it would be 45 from their location. Something like that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I can see that. I could also see them putting it in as like a, a drop, like some kind of range finder or attachment 
even, you know, binoculars at some point. So you couldn't mark the tree unless you had that attachment. Would you yeah. be cool with that? No, that'd be awesome. Um, or even you could do like out of a, a care package, you could do like a radio system. You pick up a radio that goes in your backpack that now gives you this extra communication value um, or um, like a GPS tracker, if you will, that gives you this this feature that one person picks it up and it, it shows it. The whole team benefits from it. Because right now we don't have anything that you pick up and the whole team will really benefit from. Everybody scrambles for the crate and whoever gets there first kind of gets everything and then people are just left without a good loot. Versus this could be a team beneficial thing, and maybe it only drops in like five percent of crates, um, so you don't see it that often. But just something that would completely be vital for the we game. We could start to see uh, more roles form with that too, because right now, if you're in a squad and you know you've got that one really good shot, a lot of times everyone's giving him the first sniper. You got your sniper on the team, but everyone else is just a grunt. So you start to add team items into the game like that that are a different style, then maybe we could see squads forming based around abilities amongst the team. You know, you've got a medic, not really, but a, a scout, a sniper, things like that. Yep. And then uh, just quick one other thing, we just saw it, but two, adding a jet ski for two people in the water, they've added the motorcycle, why not add something fast and, and cool on the water? I think that'd be just something kind of neat to see. And I also saw a great suggestion for, um, like, using control drop on a weapon to also just remove the attachments from it. So I'm trying to switch switch a weapon real quick and you've got a red dot or extended mag on it. Yeah, just go ahead and drop those on the ground so you can pick them back up and put them on your new gun. Yeah, definitely. Makes it a little bit faster and more fluid. And we also got to see some cool uh, Twitter stuff this week with Balting. So they've got some animations going. We've seen some animations of people going over some pretty decently high walls. Um, it even is uh, in the animation showing where the scope or the barrel was pointing at the gun. So it looks like you can do Balting with gun out, um, and there will be some kind of hip fire mechanic. But it looks like you're going to be pretty exposed. So it'll be cool to see how that plays out. Yeah, it's going to change a lot of uh, movement around the battlefield, uh, whether you're going through walls or windows or anything. Just completely change what we know, and it's something that I think they need because half the time you'll be trying to jump over a little hole in the wall, and I can't get it. It happened to me actually last night. I was trying to jump over a wall. We were moving um, as a squad, and two people made it over the wall perfectly fine, and then myself and somebody else were struggling with it. I was the last one to jump. Um, I ended up getting stuck another squad started pushing that I had to turn in and engage I got wiped um, because I couldn't get over this wall but if I had the vaulting mechanic it would have just been smooth and I would have been gone yeah we've covered it before but I think it would also be cool for assaulting uh, compounds in different ways than we have so we'll see how that plays out um, but let's talk about the big topic this week which is custom games Definitely. Uh, you and me have both gotten access recently to custom games and uh, we'll talk about this more later but you're now hosting custom games most nights so what are your yeah. first impressions so let's let's let everybody know that doesn't have access to custom games yet what it's like setting them up and what kind of rules you can change yeah so the setup is really easy and i mean i got thrown into it really quick i just logged online and then it was it was kind of thrown at me to to host the first one or 
was my first one. Um, and it was, but it, it's, it's straightforward. You know, you set up your, your name and then you can change a lot of things such as the circle dynamics, how many people are on the teams, uh, red zone, you can take it off. Thank God. I hate that thing. <laughs> There's a lot of different things you can tweak about weapon attachments, what weapons are dropping or not really say what weapons, but, um, how much the frequency of the weapons are dropping, but different categories of weapons such as ARs, snipers. So the setup and settings things you can change is you can really have some fun um, with it. And we definitely have. What about you? Yeah, I thought some of the funnier things to change were uh, that you can make one-second revives instead of 10-second revives, also 20-second revives. So played with both of those a little bit. You can also change the bleed-out timers. I thought it was interesting. You couldn't change car spawns except to just turn them off. So you can't add more cars into the game or you can't make all the cars spawn. Um, you can't change the card types either, and uh, we'll talk about some custom games later, but I'm hoping eventually you could uh, maybe set it to all buggies or something like that. Yeah, that would be something that is probably needed. Um, again, this is early access, and, and to have the custom or custom match features is pretty cool. It is a needed thing, especially for this kind of game. Uh, we see so many games launch that don't even have anything like this, so having the feature where you do have access to one. You can get in one. You can you can really play around and have fun, and again, and not have to worry about your rank. You just kind of let loose. Um, it does suck if you die though, because you are kicked basically out to the lobby. You can spectate, but after your whole team is done, you're still kicked out. You can't watch the rest of this unfold. And I think it's uh, just a cool to kind of talk about just custom games as a whole. But we've got a big Discord that we play on, and normally squads is four people with custom games if there's like 10 people on 15 people on you can set up multiple teams and it's really fun to have these crazy games against your friends so i think custom games are this cool option just to get the community like stoked to have experiences together obviously you can have competition style tournaments but you can also just have lots of friends playing together having fun in crazy ways definitely and um with that, the community kind of sense of it is, for me, I'm a streamer, and streaming, people can come play with me, or some of the other bigger streamers out there, if they host a custom game, people get to now go play with them, or play against them, um, rather than maybe trying to just jump into a game and hope you're in the same game as them. Kind of gives that sense of community a little bit more, makes it tighter, and gives you more options to, to maybe connect with somebody that you wouldn't island and what i've been enjoying with you streaming the games is if i die i can you know i can still spectate you in the game in first person but say we get wiped and we want to see how the game plays out i can just watch your stream and now you're in the spectator mode you know scoping out the whole match anyone else that's tuning in to your stream or anyone else's stream could then just watch the person that's observing the map or hosting because they're going to give you a cool view of the game that we don't normally get to see ever yeah, and it, it, it definitely brings the community out too. A lot of people that come into the stream when I'm playing, you know, they'll they'll come in and they'll give suggestions of what kind of weapons they want or what game modes they want, and we'll change the settings accordingly depending on what kind of the community wants that's playing. Um, but you know, they'll they'll die and they'll immediately come back in the stream and be like, "Oh man, this happened to me," and you get some crazy stories out of it uh, for them to be able to watch and see how the rest of either their team is doing through my stream, like you said. Rest of the game, it kind of gives you a different perspective of on. 
you know, speaking of game modes, uh, I wanted to cover some of the ones that we've been playing lately and that we found that are pretty fun. So, if, you know, any listeners out there haven't tried a custom game yet, these might be some ones to to get you started. There's obviously you're going to find this, the only sniper games and stuff like that, but to get a little bit more on the creative side, uh, my favorite game we've been calling it Mad Max, but it's basically pistols only with four times crates and cars turned on. So pretty much at the start of the map, everybody's dropping. You're going to grab armor, kind of get armored up, get a handgun, maybe kit it out. But most people are going for a car because those crates are going to start dropping like crazy. And you're going to see like 10 cars converging on every crate, but nobody's got really good weapon yet. So the first couple of crates matter. And then the people that get those guns can maybe take more crates. But there's so many crates on the map that eventually the last few teams are all going to have crate weapons instead of pistols. It makes for a really fun last couple of circles with lots of snipers. And mostly it's just the chaos of uh, the first couple of circles that makes it a really fun game mode. Is there any game modes that you've been liking a lot? It's a little bit less, I guess, on the creative side, but it's it's something fun. But crossbow melee is just my favorite thing. It's it's fun because it's it's so silly and stupid. Half the time, everybody on the team is laughing. You run into just the weirdest scenarios, or you're watching these people just just get chased down with a pan or a sickle, and you get put in these just stupid situations that you don't run into in a game normally. Um, chucking a mass amount of grenades, the circles get super small, and there's still at least like 15 people just running around in circles, trying not to get hit or shoot, reload their crossbow, and then get that shot off before they get hit. And it's it's fun. It's just silly fun. There's throwables allowed in the uh, you know when we do crossbow melee, and it's crazy how many smokes and nades that there are in the last couple circles. You're just running around and it sounds like you know armageddon's happening it's pretty funny game mode pretty much and there's no cars on it so everybody has to run um so you don't have people just running people over because in basically a melee crossbow weapon or game type it's the crossbow reload is so slow somebody's driving at you you have to hit them on the first shot if you don't you're probably gonna get run over so taking those out of there and it forces people to all move to the circle as soon as possible because they don't have a fast way to get out of where they're at. Yeah, and we've got, uh, you know, you hosting custom games, just uh, about, like, what's your schedule like? When are you going to be hosting? Where can people join our, you know, our custom games that we're going to be having if they want? Um, I try to host them every night just to get, get some out there so people can kind of either warm up or just wind down from gameplay take a break from the regular gameplay. Uh, you'll know it's it's one of mine. You'll see my, my stream on it. It'll be the, the name of it, and then it'll be TV slash Wolfie MK1, Mark 1. Um, typically, I'll be hosting these probably around 8 p.m. Eastern time. I'll just kick the night off. Depending on the turnout and how many people will show up and, and want more, I'll just continue to run with those um, versus and we'll throw that link down in the description for you guys. But again, that's twitch.tv slash WolfieMK1. So I hope to see y'all in some custom games soon. But moving off of uh, custom games for now, it's time for loadouts and loot spots. Wolfie, tell me what you're rocking this week. So I think this is a little bit different than normal from what you've heard from me, at least. And after this patch, 
my my go to setup that I, I feel I've, I've performed the best with at least is the AKM and SKS. And the reason the AKM is I feel it's perfect. It does a good amount of damage. Full auto for close range is amazing. Uh, you need the compensator on it sometimes. I mean, it, it definitely helps, but you don't. I, I guess you say you don't need it. Um, but it's just a fun gun. It, it works great in close and far. Throwing eight times on it, it works. Um, and then the SKS, the revamp that they had on it, it's perfect. You can put a cheek pad on it now, and with that compensator and extended mag, it's the thing is it's just. Beautiful. And a lot of shots that I would never thought I was going to hit with the SKS before. I've got several moving vehicle hits that are just perfect um, headshots that I, surprised me with it. And then my loot spot is the Yasnaya. Uh, I think percent of my drops this past week have been in Yasnaya. Any chance I'm flying, I'm looking at the plane path saying, how can I get to Yasnaya? I'm not looking at anything else. It's like, well, I could drop here, 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 and then get a car. Or a long jump. Um, I'm trying to get my team to Yasnaya. More specifically, my nickname for it, I want to head to that red light district in there because you get a lot of dirty things happening in there. A lot of good weapons, maybe some good gunfights, uh, but the two kind of military barrack style um, on the northwest side of it. It's my spot to go. Nice. And I know we are jumping there a lot of games lately, so I'm getting used to the red light district myself. Um, but my loadout this week is actually going to be the Vector <clears throat> for my close range automatic weapon. I'm starting to get more and more used to that. Um, I'm picking up the butt stocks now that you can throw them on the Vector. And I'm really liking kitting that thing out all the way and having it in full auto. I'm just ready to defend my uh, close personal space. And then for my uh, primary, I'm rocking an M16. And I just keep falling back to this gun and can't get away from it. I love having a 4X on it and a compensator. And it's just really nice um, to be able to throw a bunch of bullets downrange without a lot of recoil. But now that the M416 uh, tactical stock is working, I, I'm wanting to test that gun out more too. So sometimes I'm going with the M416 just to see if it feels better when it's fully decked out. For loot spots this week, I'm actually really, really enjoying dropping school. Um, this is mostly in my solo games. Um, we have, we do it a lot in custom games too, cause it's just kind of fun to go there and get clowny. But in solo games, um, I'm really trying to focus on my aiming and my shooting right now. So I'm, uh, just jumping school, trying to clear the school and fight everyone that's there cause people always go with you and then immediately start trying to push into Roshawk or towards the apartments and, and take a next fight. So get a lot of kills under my belt early on and stay warmed up and kind of practice. Definitely. It's it's an interesting spot because it's, it's completely exposed too. So if there are people around it in the, the areas, they can take some pop shots at you or you can take them out with having a good amount of cover. Uh, and I just want to backtrack a little bit on what you said there. Um, the M416, I do feel it's, it's great now. Um, I actually, it's my second favorite next to the AKM. Uh, and... When we do these custom games, it's really nice because you get to try out these weapons. Like when I talked about the VSS, we do a snipers only game mode and I'll grab a VSS every time, regardless if I did like it or I didn't. I want to try it and I want to make sure I like the gun or find its quirks and where it fits in. And it's pretty decent at close range and full auto, especially if you get the, um, extended mag for it because you can put a lot of rounds out 
and not have much recoil and the, the spread is, is pretty good on it. And to also backtrack, um, just forgot to talk about a big event coming up, but if anyone's a fan or familiar with DreamHack uh, Summer, which is coming up on June 17th through the 20th in Sweden, they are actually having a Player Unknown's Battlegrounds event. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to play out. It's a BYOC event, so this is bring your own computer. Anyone can join. They're going to run like 10 or 15 games of 100 people simultaneously and then create a leaderboard system like within the LAM, depending on how many people show up with computers. And then the top 100 players are going to play in a solo or sorry, a squad match um, against each other. So they're going to take the best teams and pit them against each other on the final day. I think we might see some sponsors send some of their top players. You know, we've seen a couple of big names uh, pick up some players in this game. So maybe we'll see them send a squad to DreamHack. Um, maybe it's just whoever shows up at the event. So you could win this tournament, but you do have to get your computer and yourself to Sweden June 17th. That's pretty awesome. One thing I just want to add, kind of we're bouncing all over the place today, um, but I don't know, little else in new spots. Just one thing that I seem to like at least um, is different ending zones on the map. I've had three games basically this morning when I was playing that ended in the the northern fields of Gatka. And it's just a fun area. There's the bushes and having, you know, not really many buildings for people is, is something that um, is fun because it takes away just the kind of camping mentality. Yeah, you might need to camp in a bush if you're the last person out of your squad or, uh, you know, it's a solo game, but it really adds the engagement level and the intensity of it is raw and it's fun. Have. Yeah, volume. I guess if I had to pick like a favorite ending zone, and it's pretty rough because I feel like you're always adapting and kind of trying to figure out the situation as you go. But if I was like really um, stoked to be somewhere at the end, it would probably be Pachinki. I don't really drop there a lot, but I like fighting in that town. And I think when the last circle is on Pachinki and you have a full squad, it is really cool to kind of move through that town and take fights. Definitely. Definitely see that. I've had, had some fun games at Pachinki. Um, I think more I could say a testament to that is in our custom games, I feel like a lot of games seem to end around there or we're just always there. Um, so when there's a lot of chaos going on there, it's fun. Same thing kind of is just a raw fun intensity area and well, I, think, I think that about covers everything for this week or did you have yeah. anything no, else I think that's going to be it um, it was a little bit shorter than our normal ones um, I guess technically the other ones were longer than what we had originally planned on making them um, but we're still learning this thing out and I appreciate everybody that is listening um, and supporting us with this if you guys have any comments or suggestions feel free to contact me at twitter um, twitter.com slash wolfiemk1 or come into my Twitch, which is same same thing, but twitch.tv slash wolfiemk1. Um, message me on Discord if you're on any of the Discords with us. Yeah, I hope to see you guys in the custom game soon. Maybe we can shoot some crossbows at each other. Guys, have a good one. It's time for us to eat. <laughs>